You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Now, I want to move to the Texans and Ravens. J.K. Dobbins, Achilles injury for J.K. Dobbins. Can we have this a moment really, of silence really for him? I think we need that. This really, really sucks for J.K. Dobbins, man. Like, the dude was in for such a big year. Um, you know, he had 80% of snaps in the first half. Yeah. 80%. Okay? He was turning into a legit bell cow on what is going to be a good offense. Okay? This isn't good for his career at all. Okay? Brutal ACL. And now one of the most brutal injuries that a football player can sustain. You know, wish the best for the guy. But, like, this is... This is not good for his career, man. Look at no. Kyron Makers was supposed to be the guy that come back from it, and then Kyron Williams is taking over that backfield right now. Not yeah. great. Not great. Oh, I could okay, talk so, forever about that. <laughs> I, you know, it really sucks, man. It really sucks, and I know that a lot of people, you know, drafted J.K. Dobbins because I was so high on him. But it's just like, what can you do, man? You know, this is yeah. not a situation where you're just like, oh, like this guy gets hurt all the time. So, of course, he got hurt again. No, he he tore his Achilles. Okay. This is not a knee injury. This is a freak injury. The dude is just straight up unlucky. And it sucks, man. It sucks for him. And, you know, it sucks for everyone who drafted him, too. But it definitely sucks more for him. That's for sure. Um, because yeah. he was in a contract year. He was about to get paid, potentially. You know, given the running back landscape, you know, who knows? If he had a big year this year, though, he would at least got a franchise tag. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. So this is a really, really shitty situation. It sucks. And you mentioned that his snaps were so high. He was actually getting that workhorse role. And it was amazing because we were really high. We saw this coming. You specifically. You've been the big J.K. Dobbins guy. You saw this coming. And it looked like he was going to be the next Josh Jacobs. But he had that 80% snap rate, the highest ever with the Ravens, pretty much, in his career. And his previous high was 66% in a game. That was just the first half. Like It was just terrible to see him go down. When I saw the injury at first, I didn't think it looked that bad. Now, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> you know, He came Same off here. the field. Yeah, he, he came off the field. I think it was under his own power, too. So yeah. it's like, I didn't think there was a whole lot going on there. I was like, oh, maybe he tweaked something. You know, It wouldn't be major. But the fact that it's ACL, like you mentioned, this isn't just him getting injured. Like, there are injury-prone players out there 100%. But this isn't that kind of thing because these are all major injuries that he's getting. So Yeah, man. This is, like, going to be the last we talk about J.K. Dobbins, unfortunately, I think, here, except for going back and saying, like, what if? He's going to be one of the biggest what-ifs, you know, pretty much, I think, in the NFL, you know, over the past few years. You talk about injuries, taking away some talent. He was an excellent, excellent runner. He is still an excellent, excellent runner. But, um just sucks of course too like the ravens decide as soon as jk dobbins gets out that they have to just pound the rock at the goal line with one running back like <laughs> two tu- two touchdowns for justice hill that's got to be infuriating well, this too. was going to be a three touchdown game for jk dobbins right like it was, exactly. that's what it was going to turn into um and, and i'm you know justice hill got those those touches and i'm personally aiming for justice hill if i'm choosing between him or gus edwards like i think this is a situation where a lot of people will in number one aim for edwards and number two it'll be easier and cheaper to get hill um hill was the preferred back all of camp he was a standout running back throughout camp while dobbins was out for 
a lot of it. And in this offense, you have to be versatile. It's a different offense than Greg Roman's offense, okay? And Hill is versatile, okay? And that's why he got those touches when he did. Dobbins right. can still, you know, I think Edwards can still close out games. Um, but Hill was the one getting those goal line carries. He got the touchdowns. Um, like I said, it would have been a three-touchdown game for J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> but I, I think Hill can continue on that momentum that he had in training camp. Now, can the Ravens bring in someone like Kareem Hunt? Maybe Justina Anderson said that they're going to activate Melvin Gordon, but I think they like Hill enough for him to be the one a in this backfield. Um, you know, yeah. he's for me, he's one of the top waiver wire ads this week. You know, tomorrow's our waiver wire show. We'll prioritize all of these waiver wire guys. We're going to talk about a lot of them today, but we'll prioritize them for you for tomorrow's episode. So make sure you tune in for that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Justice Hill, just one more thing on him. I think yeah. he's going to get a crack. It's not just going to be I think so. like one week. And if he has a bad week, they add somebody. He's going to have two or three weeks, I think. I think before so. Before they start to say, all right, maybe we need to bring somebody in. But if he plays well, then good for them. You know, it was actually a oddly uncharacteristic day from the Ravens. You know, the offense didn't look as explosive as I wanted it to against the Texans. Like, there definitely could have been more points on the board. Yep. <laughs> 100%. 100%. And, you know, and we'll talk about it. And, you know, Zay Flowers, 10 targets. Yeah. The number one target for Lamar Jackson. 48% target share. Okay. Like, he's a legit wide receiver three next week with room for upside. You know, Rashad Bateman, you know, he only went three for 35 yards, but he only ran 17 routes compared to Flowers, 28, OBJ's 30. Uh, OBJ went two for three uh, for 37 yards. But it seems like they're they're bringing Rashad Bateman on slowly, you know, because of that that foot injury. That's what it seems like to me. Um, Isaiah likely probably the, the biggest disappointment, you know, getting only one target in this game. He ran around yeah. on seventy seven percent of dropbacks, uh, which is what you want. Um, you know, Lamar was just looking at Zay all day long, man. Uh, but you know, I ranked Isaiah likely with this news of Mark Andrews going down. I ranked him as a top five ten end this week. That didn't work out at all. Yep. Well, Why did that happen? Out? Probably because, you know, there was he had better target competition this time around. That's yeah. probably what what happened. Where Zay Flowers was just better target competition than likely had when he had those better games before. Right. Yeah. Now, um, if you remember, I think it was last year where Mark Andrews was out and Isaiah likely went in. His first target was a touchdown, and then he didn't do anything after that. You know. So it's like we know the talents there, but. Here, I do agree that the target competition is much better. And the Ravens wide receivers played out pretty much exactly how we had been talking about it. So it's always good seeing that happen, you know, when we called it. Zay Flowers, easily, I think, the most talented receiver here in the receiver room. I know you're a big, you're a big Rashad Bateman guy, but I think Zay Flowers is just on a separate level when it comes to his athleticism, what he can do. He's more shifty after the catch. And you saw that on the first, I think it was first or second reception, where it was, yeah. a, it was a screen. And that had to have been like three missed tackles for us yeah, on that yeah, one yeah. right there. It was sure. awesome. And Zay Flowers, he's pretty much taking this golden opportunity that's been put in front of him with Rashad Bateman coming on slowly, which makes sense. He said that would be happening. And Odell Beckham, he's just, you know, one of those guys on the side. He's a spot contributor at this point. He's a good veteran, good receiver, but he's not going to be shouldering a full workload. This is kind of how I envision it happening moving forward. Although I think Rashad Bateman, I don't know if we're going to be seeing 10 targets and then everybody else has less. Once Mark Andrews comes in, I think six or seven targets might be more in the realm of what we see on a weekly basis for Zay Flowers, but it's still going to be higher than Odell Beckham Jr., 100%. And even later into the season, we might see that even out between Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman. 
But as things stand right now, Zay Flowers is your starter. Rashad Bateman, I don't want to start him just yet, just because right. of what we've seen here. Mark Andrews is going to be back presumably next week, so I think he's going to still hover around a low target share, low snap share. But if he gets healthy, then we can have that conversation. I think that could be a couple weeks down the road. So right now, yeah, I the think starters, at some point, at some point yeah. he's going to probably start and play over OBJ. But that's yeah. not happening yet. And once that happens, then we can have that conversation. Because as of right now, Rashad Bateman, he should still be rostered. Don't drop Rashad Bateman. He's a bench stash for a few weeks. That That's yeah. kind of how I see it until his snaps 100%. go back up. There was nothing that was discouraging from what we saw from Rashad Bateman. Yeah, you know, and this offense is going to get better too. I think once they have yep. Mark Andrews in there, it'll be a much better. I mean, the, the rain didn't help either. It, it was it was a little bit of a sloppy game for sure. Yeah. Um, there were three running backs involved in the Texans' backfield. Not good for Damian Pierce, man. Gross. He was the, he was the primary early down guy, but less than fifty percent of snaps. Mike Boone was coming in, taking most of the passing work, most of the two minute snaps. Devin Singletary. He also came in, you know, he was stealing some random work here and there. If this isn't going to be a good offense, like we can't have Pierce being one of three running backs in the field. Like he definitely gets downgraded for me. Like I, I, I wasn't super in on him. And then I got in on him after watching preseason. And then now we're looking at a different type of situation here for Damian Pierce. The offense didn't look great. I mean, th this is their first game together, you know, rookie quarterback. Things are going to get better here, but I, I would like to see, Pierce in a little bit of a better role, more of a workhorse role here than you know what we saw yesterday, what we saw today. Right. And the reason you were in on Damian Pierce was potential receiving work. And Mike Boone just came in from the top rope and said no. Like, yeah, I don't like that at all. Like, this wasn't even, I think, on the radar. Like, were you considering Mike Boone in this backfield? Devin Singletary Not at all. guy. Because, yeah, because Devin Singletary, he had that. You know, production. He was running a bunch of routes up in Buffalo. He wasn't necessarily targeted a bunch, but we thought if anybody was going to be taking targets, it was going to be Devin Singletary. But now Mike Boone, suddenly he's got the receiving role. If that continues, Damian Pierce, is he in danger of being an RB3? <laughs> because this offense is not that good. And I don't think it's going to be that good this season. Like, it can take strides forward. If anything happens with that, that's going to be probably in the passing game, which – they threw a lot of passes, but Damian Pierce, it's, it's the workload wasn't there. You talk about the usage, the production that he had, not very good. And it was all just distributed pretty much. It looked like 60, 30, 10, you know, in terms of the value of yeah. the work that you're getting. And that's not going to be enough for Damian Pierce, especially where he's being drafted. Not that he was being drafted too high, but you definitely don't want to see I, I wish it was. I wish it was 60, 30, 10. Is worse. It was worse than that. So it's like I don't even want, you know. This needs to get better. Period. But Damian Pierce definitely gets a downgrade for sure. Yeah. Um, Nico Collins and Robert Woods got most of the targets for the Texans. Collins with eleven, Woods with ten. Uh, Collins being tar targeted down the field more. He went six for 80, 26 percent target share. That's what you want to see. Now, if you have Collins, there's a chance that he can be a wide receiver three this year. There's a chance for that. Okay, there's a bit of a wide receiver rotation here. Like these guys are aren't running at 90% route participation, um, but the guy who is Dalton Schultz, 91% route participation, yeah. only four targets, two catches for four yards, so severely underperformed. But if he gets dropped this week by whoever has him, scoop him up. Okay, I would scoop him up. Okay, throw him on. I'll throw him on your bench because the targets can catch up to him here. 91% route participation is elite for tight ends. Um, you know, for those four targets that he got in this game, like that could turn into 
seven. It could turn, you know, five for, you know, 45 and a touchdown, right? Like that's what it could turn into. So he can be a tight end one still. Um, I wouldn't be too caught up on the stat line here, but like the underlying usage is way, way better than what the stat line looks like. Yeah, 100%. That was one of the things I keyed on, keyed in on when I was, you know, doing my review of this game. I was like, all right, where is Mr. Vanilla Ice Cream? Like I called him, you know, this past <laughs> offseason. I was like, where is he? And you can, you didn't have to look very far. Not only was he vanilla ice cream, he wasn't ice cream at all. Like there was nothing there with his production. I was like, okay, what's wrong here? Because we did see in the preseason some concerning snaps, you know, that he was playing where other players, Tegan Quatoriano, whatever his name is, I think that's how you pronounce it, he was getting some snaps in there. This is what you want to see, even though like this is the best case scenario given the production that he had, because he was on the field. He ran the most routes of any Texans player, which was encouraging. And the targets weren't there. That's one thing. But we always talk about, like you said, the regression to the mean with the routes run and the targets. Dalton Schultz, he still has low tight end one quality. I'm not counting on him having as high a ceiling as I thought he might have in this offense, but he can still be a solid, you know, relief tight end especially in a week where a lot of the top tight ends were out and could still be out, you know, for a week or two. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 